0: Award season is over. The Guild Awards, the Golden Globes, and the biggest of them all, the Oscar. Pitting entertainment versus entertainment in a marathon battle of exhaustion. Hollywood Studios jockeying for position. The strategies of the promotion campaigns, the backroom deals, Oscar voting blocks and who will they reward and who will they shun? And is there really an Academy hive mind or competing hive minds? Or is it just a mass of random statistical noise that we perceive as recognition of merit or marketability or merely mediocrity? The reactions, the reactions to the reactions, the intonation games and the gaffes and you heard that right. Creative people scoring points off each other and fighting for time on the mic. When did entertainment become a competition? Has worrying so much about who gets the most points and takes home the gold statue blackened our hearts? It's enough to make you want to retreat from the world and not share your wonderful art and costume design and vibranium with the rest of the world. Only a true martial arts master and a few exceptional athletes could maintain their balance amid this mayhem. Wade, it's time we got out of this duck race. Let's hearken back to the warm, fuzzy feelings of a simpler time. I need someone to ride along with me on this treacherous tour. Someone who, when I give him my drumstick, knows what to do with the bone. I'm down with all the power to all the people, but you need me and I need you. So together, let's punch a hole in the sky. Let's get up on this stage together like we're the only two people in the world and we'll sit side by side by the Stainway and stare intensely, so intensely into each other's eyes as we have an intimate conversation about what really matters, the movies. It's always been about the movies and how we watched them.
1: But you, dear listener, only care about the podcast, which is why you're here. Hi, this is Wade and my cohort, Siggy. And we are here to honor or discuss the 2019 Academy Awards Ceremony. We're coming to you a couple of days late, but we've had some time to stew, to ruminate, to really kind of figure it all out and what we feel about things and not just sleepily regurgitate our immediate reactions we've been able to process for you nuanced thought for a change huh? yeah and you all have refrained from reading or listening
0: to anyone else's takes on the oscar ceremony in the meantime because you've been faithfully saving yourselves
1: for us i know it yeah why would you i mean come on so you tuned in right to listen to who awarded it wrong So first of all, this was a very interesting telecast. I mean, there's a ceremony this year. We have uh, lots of records broken. Uh, We have a record 15 women who won Oscars this year. Three of the four top uh, acting awards went to non-white actors. The whole evening felt like a celebration of diversity with things evenly spread around different projects until the end, but we'll get to that later. (laughs) We're um, going to build up to that. We'll build up to that because I know... Stick around. Um, this year, uh, Ceremony was not without its pre-Oscar kerfuffles. We won't dwell on it because, again, like Siggy said, we're about the movies. However, you know, as audience members, we're just give, taking what we're given. Sometimes when deciding certain things, like best, you kind of sometimes are forced to take into consideration other factors, like the how and the why. But we're going to try to keep it as mainly to our hearts, our reactions as possible, unless it demands otherwise. Or we're ignorant of it. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, this uh, ceremony had dealt with the host-no-host debate, finally settling on no-host. Which, uh, in the beginning, I thought was kind of a mistake.
0: Uh, It seemed like it was going to be just uh, getting down to business or, you know, uh, perfunctory. Like, we'd lose some of the... You lose some of the fun of the We've, of the broadcast, including, you know, wanting to throw tomatoes at how awful the host is.
1: Right. Which, you know, is part of the thing. It, it also kind of reminded me because of how it came to be with, you know, Kevin Hart going to host the Oscars. And then everybody found some old tweets of his. And then they always think you can't do that. And they finally withdrew and then said, you know what? Uh, who's going to host? Who's going to host? Nobody wants it. We're not going to have a host. And to me, that message reminded me of the um, excuse that, um, which I really did enjoy the movie Doctor Strange, but I did find one of the more like head-smacking elements of their defense of why they cast Hilda Swinton as the Ancient One instead of going with an Asian-American actor to fill the role. Why did they have to be American or an Asian? I'm sorry, you're right. Just just someone of Asian descent. We'll put it that way that they said, well, the H1 is such a complex character that dealt with a lot of entrenched stereotypes of its time, and we just didn't think we could write it in a way that wouldn't be offensive. That was their official excuse. And it was like, oh, so you so didn't trust your ability to not write a racist character. I thought it was so they
0: could market it in China. And if they had the oh, right. villain be, might very well uh, be Asian, it.
1: then it wouldn't do as well in China. That also might be very well, it yet, but that's not the, that wasn't what they gave to us. At least that's not one of the excuses I heard. So here they were basically saying, we don't think we can drum up anybody who doesn't have a homophobic uh, tweet in their past. So, uh, hmm. (laughs) So we're just going to go with no one. Um, But weirdly enough, as much as I thought that was a mistake, this Oscar ceremony kind of ended up being what I'd always wanted in a way. I'd always said, I don't care about those little montage tributes to things that are just time filler you always complain about how long the ceremony is and now you're just filling time how about you just just i want nominees who won speech nominees who won speech that's all i want and that's kind of what we got for better or worse because there was some worse moments aspects to that but all in all kind of better as a format yeah i thought it worked i thought it was good the the popular film category dismissed great idea They didn't put the uh, what they consider the lesser popular category awards in the uh, to be given out during the commercials. That was smart. And uh, so they kind of made a whole bunch of really good decisions. So when the end of the night came around, it was that much more disappointing. (laughs) But we'll get to that later. Um, So did you notice? I'm not sure an Oscar telecast has started this way before. Maybe it has. I don't know. Show had a cold open Without, yeah. this is the so blum Oscars. Here at uh, whatever theater yeah. we're at. You just see the right. theater and you're hearing Queen immediately. And then it's like, yeah. it's, it's like, it's like you didn't announce it. It's just suddenly, boom, there's a Queen concert on.
0: Yeah, what'd you think of that?
1: Well, okay, I had two, two uh, reactions. One, within minutes, that performance told me more about why Queen was important to the people of the world... And the entire movie of Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> it immediately made the movie seem terrible. Before I was like, it's okay. But like, then it, with that, I was like, oh, well, why didn't we just watch that? <laughs> and, and they didn't even have Freddie Mercury there. So imagine what it would have been like if it had been Freddie Mercury. And then you're like, with, even without Freddie Mercury, it was like, oh, now I know why Queen matters. It, it <laughs> would have been a lot less fun if Freddie Mercury had been there. What If the corpse of Freddie Mercury was on stage? I think You're right. It would have put a put a damper on the vibe. I think they made a good choice there. Should we get Adam Lambert so, or a dead guy? Talk the producers up, or a rotting uh, corpse sitting on stage. We're going that route. Yeah, smart. Good work. Smart. Yeah. Uh, I
0: liked it. I thought um, I thought it was good to start the the show with energy. I, yeah. And get the I got
1: the room warmed up, um, which I think uh, really helped. Yeah, they were. You know, the people in the Oscars, they gotta sit there all just sitting there waiting and they're always on camera they're all they they are the show so they can't uh they have to always be on and it's exhausting so to see them like revved up and moving like they are finally an audience for a change that was really cool yeah and uh confidentially i really like queen
0: which is funny i brought them up in last year's you awarded it wrong i was about i didn't even
1: know there was a movie coming out we brought up a couple of things that ended up in this uh this award show actually. There was one or two other we things. We have our fingers on the pulse. That's right. Oh, and speaking of our last episode, we now know how to pronounce uh, <laughs> Raj B. Genson. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. Sorry. Okay. The lack of introduction added uh, with the countless non-Hollywood presenter. Well, not countless. I counted them up. There weren't that many, but it felt like there were a, a, a large uh, representation of non-like movie people. Who were presenting? You know, you had Serena Williams and Raging as the machine and uh, the Jose Andres and you know, and it gave the effect that the movie industry was trying to distance itself from the movie industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt like it was. It was like, oh, okay, we're not okay. All right. Well, they did a poor job of it overall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was exactly. their goal? It was a. It was a feign, attempt, I get, I don't know. Or maybe they were trying to entertain the movie people who were bored by movie people. Hey, there's someone I care about! You know, perhaps. Yeah, maybe it's just like, this isn't all just uh, us patting
0: each other on the back. This is, uh, See, you know, sports. other people like movies, too. <laughs> and you then, know, last year they went across the street and... Right. <laughs> the year before that, they brought a bunch of people off of a tour bus. Well, this year they got uh, Serena Williams. Like, like, normal people like movies, too. <laughs> It'd be anybody. Okay.
1: And after Queen uh, wrapped up their concert, um, they ran into their first and I think only montage of the night, which I really liked, actually. It was a good montage. It was. It focused on all movies, not just the nominated ones. And uh, the effect to me initially was that we were all here to celebrate movies, something we all love. In, in retrospect, when writing this my outline here of my notes, I realized it was probably the substitution for the popular movie award, trying to tell the young movie lovers that hey, you're getting to see things you've heard about, not just things you didn't care to notice. See, <laughs> but I, still, I appreciate. I had a different
0: take on it because um, I you expect like something about the magic of movies or, or something. Like that, and the way it was edited uh, and the dialogue was put together, it, I thought it was all about this broadcast. <laughs> it was all about this Oscar <laughs> ceremony. Uh, but I like that it was all just movies from the last year. Like, this, right. is, this is the awards to sum up the last movie season. Here's um, all. Yeah.
1: We're not going to show here's some you of the. Frank Capra, Billy Wilder, <laughs> Hur. We're going to show you this is this year of movies. Look yeah, how good it's been. I thought that was good. It was a
0: good idea. Is, I like that. It means it's
1: guaranteed to be different year to year if they keep doing it that way. Right. And then we move to our quasi, our introductory non-hosts, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph. Your takes.
0: Funny. Like, they could have been the host for the whole thing, but then they couldn't have done jokes about how they're not the hosts, so... Right. Three of, fav- three of my
1: favorite out my favorite people, and I was happy no complaints I, I, I at first, I thought, oh, go ahead and host. You're already there, just host you know, but honestly, again, that was smart i didn't I didn't miss the host. <laughs> I made fun of
0: my Rudolph's <laughs> dress last year. she looked she was I thought she dressed nice this year. yeah, I thought it was a much more flattering uh, yeah, uh she-
1: look. She tends to go for dresses that intentionally don't flatter her, and I don't know if that's a purposeful thing or because she has she can be flattered by a dress.
0: Well, she's not showing much skin, if that's what you no, mean. No, no, that
1: uh... that's not what I meant. Well, what no, do you Because everyone's got you know their clothes. I don't know. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Digging myself a hole on something I isn't what I, I like and don't want to. You, you know. can't you can't see her shape, the shape right. of her body. A shape, yeah. That, yeah. It's it's like it's like trying to hide something up, and you go, you don't need to hide that up. It's fine. But then again, if she doesn't want to, that's you know. Well, you must show your shape. <laughs> you know, don't listen to me. Who knows?
0: There's a difference between not showing your shape and looking like you're hiding your shape.
1: Right. Now. Exactly. Right. I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um. And then we get a a big one right off the bat. We start with uh, best supporting actress. Yes. Which I thought was the toughest category of the whole
0: night. So let's talk about this. Okay. We had uh, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Uh
1: which I didn't see. By the way, I I grew up with a Regina King who I proposed to in kindergarten. How did that turn out? Um, Their parents haven't let us live it down. (laughs) As far as I know, we didn't get married. They're still chasing you with a shotgun? (laughs) And you're going to honor
0: your word, boy. (laughs)
1: No kids from that, though, so it wasn't easy. To, yeah, wasn't that. We were Except kids, so I guess eight. there were two of us. So.
0: Yeah. Um, so if BL Street could talk, I knew nothing about this movie going into the night. I had no oh, really? idea. I was, uh, I was completely ignorant of the source material, so I didn't know anything about it. Um, it looks like I should see it. You should. Um,
1: I didn't give so, it a fair shake when I saw it because I really wanted to like it, and I was so tired. Same thing with Vice. I saw those in the same day and I was just so tired. And I uh, and if Beale Street could talk has a very um, languid pace, but there's some knockout scenes in it. And it's it's very well done. Everybody knocked you out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the thing is, I did fall asleep in the theater at one point. (laughs) Maybe that was the cough syrup. (laughs) Yeah. Um... And that doesn't happen to me. I was like, oh, God, what happened? Um but uh but it it's it's beautiful, it's 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 powerful, it's it's uh, there's a lot of great scenes in it. And so I figured she would win. Um and she did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> powerful, commentary. powerful commentary. Powerful uh, commentary from
1: this side of the, the pond.
0: Yeah. Uh speaking of Vice, uh timely segue to yeah. three sentences ago, uh Amy <laughs> Adams. Yeah. Playing uh, Linny Cheney. Six times. Marina nominee. de Tavira for uh, Roma. Emma Stone for the favorite. Rachel Weiss for the favorite. I did not understand. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do any reading up on. I wasn't following the Oscar horse race or like mm-hmm. who was nominated for what and why and all that, really. Um. So I was surprised when I saw Emma Stone in The Best Supporting Actress and Not
1: yeah. Lead Actress. She's the main character in the movie. Well, one could argue that she's the main character. One could argue that Rachel Vice is the main I character. Did. Yeah, I know. Um, but it certainly feels like she is to me because she's the one that kind of goes over... You know, but here's the thing. It's her this, arc. This it's is one... Arc. Exactly. But this is one of those things... I forget what the term is. There's an industry term for it where they they figure... Like really, one would one could very much argue that Rachel Weisz and, and Emma Stone are the leads, and Olivia Colman is the supporting. Yeah. Right. But they figured that Rachel and Emma would split a vote, and they maybe they wouldn't have the, they wouldn't have the same chance against uh, Glenn Close if they split the vote. So they figured they have a better chance in supporting, and Olivia has a better chance in actress. Or they figured that Olivia would lose to Glenn Close, so they're going to submit the two strong ones for supporting and see how lends out. So it the a... producers or
0: the studio just gets to support people for whatever category and there's no,
1: they, there's they no shouldn't vetting be that be able choice. to, but apparently there is no vetting because it, it's all strategic for business outcome.
0: I mean, cause then they should have put Rachel Weiss in best supporting actor and then she would have won that card category. <laughs> <laughs> well, know? What do you mean? Like Wait, what? There's oh, rules somewhere about what category you can get right. slided to. It's not completely arbitrary.
1: No, but it is. It is certainly. It is certainly exploited. It's happened all the time. There are ton, like. Well, look. Even a green. There's Book. There's been other controversies about it. Yes. yes. I, yeah, Ma- I know. But Herschel Ali should probably not have been in supporting actor either, for Green Book. It depends. I mean, it depends on your criteria. Like, you know, is it right. screen time?
0: Is it? Because um... the movie is
1: certainly Viggo Mortensen is the lead of that movie.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, well, that's the complaint is that right. he's the, Yeah, it's the, compl- he's yeah. the it's his, it's his character's journey really. Right. Um, but we'll it's, get into in the favorite it's later and <laughs> in, in, in the favorite it's Emma Stone's character's right. journey. Right. Yeah. Um, it's her climb, it's her fall. So you like know, Queen well, Anne is, doesn't have much of an arc. I mean, she's good. Whatever, whatever. We're talking about best supporting actress. Yeah. But anyway, so,
1: so better or worse, these are these. This is where they are. But it is, it is uh, certainly debatable whether or not that's sh- this should that really shouldn't have been the way that they categorized them, and it shouldn't have been. I don't. Well, I'm telling you my votes. I I disqualify
0: Emma Stone because I put her in best right. lead actress, right? So she gets a, a disqualifying asterisk for me. <laughs> Rachel Weiss was my favorite thing about. favorite Mm -hmm. uh my favorite part of the favorite um uh similar to uh uh what's her name from uh uh, the phantom thread last year oh right yeah i like the uh dark dark dark-haired commanding (laughs) uh badasses um right uh who are in control i I, i'm a sucker um (laughs) amy adams was the best thing about
1: Vice. vice absolutely
0: and then i loved uh uh, Marina Tav- Tavira, I'm, I'm slaughtering her name uh, in Roma. So I, I would have given it. I would have disqualified Amy Stone or Emma, Emma Stone, <laughs> and uh, and given it to Rachel Weiss if it was me. That's mm-hmm. I'm voting with my heart. All mm-hmm. these in all categories, right. I'm voting with my heart. Again, it my heart. The
1: head. <laughs> There's a word for that. We might get to that later. We might <laughs> get to that later. There's a, um, for me, my heart was split between Rach- Rachel Weisz and Emma Stone. But, so that just kind of broke that all down. Um, and the stronger, I mean, but, so, because again, they shouldn't have been there. So, but and uh, but I was gunning for Amy Adams, really. But Regina King is amazing in it. So, she, I mean, I, she was the favorite. She has a strong performance, a strong part. And so, um, completely great award. I just feel like, you know, Amy is the best thing about Vice. It'd be nice to see her finally take home a statuette after all the amazing work. She's even fucking amazing in The Muppets. Her work in The Muppets, which looks very Anne of Green Gables or whatever, very prim and proper, if you actually look at the work she's doing in that, it, it's really good. It's really nuanced. So, like, she... She deserved. I mean, I still it's, it's gonna I still happen. Haven't
0: seen that movie. You should. Weirdly, um,
1: yeah. but a couple things. One, Regina King's dress was really great, although cut a little too high. I was really worried for her, and it proved I mean, we to, want to see her eyes. Right. <laughs> so, like, as she stood up to accept her award, she got a little bit of a problem. Her high heels got caught in her dress, and then boom. Chris Evans is a fucking gentleman. Yeah. Saves the day again. Heck, I got wet. <laughs> um, King instantly earned my even more of my respect uh, by not only being the, one of the few actors to talk about the writer of the work in their acceptance speech. Always something uh, I appreciate. Good work. Good job. Um, to someone because I, as I said before. I subscribed to Brian Cranston's thing of like award winning roles aren't acted, they're written. Um, oh, we all remember that. We you all remember that little go. nugget. Um, she immediately mentions James Baldwin, but also, because that's the thing, not only was she the only one to do that, she was like, it was the first thing out of her mouth that she was honored to be the first and foremost of being able to put her uh, talents into promoting the writing of James Baldwin. That's pretty cool. To be standing here representing um, one of the greatest artists of our time,
0: James Baldwin. This,
1: it showed her where her mind and her heart was at. And then she had that wonderful uh, thing which was a, a, a frequent theme throughout the night. I'm an example of support and love poured into somebody. James Baldwin birthed this baby and Barry, you nurtured her. You surrounded her with so much love and support, so it's appropriate for me to be standing here, because I'm an example of what it looks like when
0: support and love is poured into someone. Mom, I love you so much.
1: But as we saw, it was a recurring theme
0: tonight. Of I should have taken note. Is like that's I should go try to get some love from that person and. <laughs> see what happens career wise
1: career wise recurring theme of like opening your heart noticing people providing love to people supporting people this was the big theme that everyone in this country i believe is starving for they although they might show it in different ways they might show it in different ways all right cool all right next up best documentary feature again here the most popular documentary of the year not nominated which was? Won't you be my neighbor? Uh, yeah, you and you know, know what? I still haven't seen that. Oh well, you probably don't like crying, then, do you? I
0: uh, <laughs> I don't, but I do love Fred Rogers.
1: Yeah, he it was a am- lot. It's amazing. It really is. Really, a, a Shonda that was not nominated. Um, but figured uh, a Free Solo, a Star Wars story, would win. And uh, uh, I tried to watch all the documentaries I could. I tried to watch RRBG and Minding the Gap and um, what's the other ones nominated? I tried there because a lot of them are available on Hulu and Canopy. And sure enough, I got two, one, two, three, four, five, none of them.
0: <laughs> so I haven't seen any of these either.
1: Although I kept hearing
0: Minding the Gap was uh, a great. And I did see the trailer for it and I uh, I wanted to see it, but didn't get to it. Yeah. Free Solo um, looks good. I think I prefer Alone Solo opening track off of <laughs> Jedediah Parish's Torch and Swan in my top ten favorite albums.
1: Oh. Uh-huh. Well, when we get to the music Oscars, you can bring that up.
0: Sorry, I'm. Another I'm feeling... song later in the track. The, tr- the The song has a reprise titled Alone with Band.
1: Excuse me. All right. So uh, uh, Jason Momoa and Helen Mirren presented this uh, Oscar and uh, they match and sparkle with sexuality. Natch. And when Free Solo won. Different shades of pink. Different. Yes. They kept saying, We match. And I'm like, You don't match. They don't match. He, he was more of a mauve, Right, thought. and she was more of a... Yeah, it looked red to me. Her dress actually looked red. But maybe that was my settings. Um, but when Free Solo wins, did you know this? Did you notice this? The, the filmmakers come up, and there's a couple of guys, and then there's a blonde woman in a dress behind uh, uh, one of them, and Amoa hugs the two guys. Might even gives him a kiss on the cheek or something, and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a hug from Chase," and then he denies her because you he can't just kiss a girl anymore. Well, no, he just he's just like hug, hug, and then um, and then like uh, there's just too much of a traffic jam, and he just kind of backs up to get out of the way because he's blocking. They're all coming up the stairs, and he's blocking it with all his affection. So he backs up, and she's like, oh, "Okay, okay." <laughs> Who knows if if you're listening and that's not what was going through your mind? I'm sorry I don't know your name. If that's not what's going in my, please uh, tweet us or whatever and let us know what was going through your mind because I don't want to to ascribe. It just that's what it looked like and it was cute.
0: Um, your lawyer told you to say that.
1: I don't have a lawyer yet that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next up. Um, oh wait, wait, wait. wait there's Larello. a couple more things. A couple other things. Oh so her observations was it was it free it was free solo right where the i think husband and wife were up there and she said our two children brianna
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then maybe the, like, maybe goes, their names and, are uh, bri well. and anna
1: right and then the look at the look on her face was priceless because it wasn't like oh i can't believe i forgot to say my son's name it was like Oh, yeah, that's the only one that matters to me. (laughs) Again, I'm describing, probably not true. And when they played it, and they played it off, they were intro to Vice. They were playing Live and Let Die in this inclusivity-themed ceremony. And this isn't the first time that that the Oscar Orchestra has played Live and Let Die. They play it a lot. There's never a good occasion to play Live and Let Die. (laughs) Tell me about it. What was at my first wedding? (laughs) I don't know why this is playing. I have no idea why. Sorry. Sorry, I have no idea why this is playing. All right. Then we move on to uh, the introduction for the Best Picture nominee. I had a joke uh,
0: about Tom Morello. Let me say my little joke about Tom Morello. Go right ahead. Why was Tom Morello introducing clips for Vice? Is it because he did what they told him? (laughs) <laughs> thank you you're welcome my lawyer wrote that joke for me
1: <laughs> that's great
0: next up ellie fisher and laquan james the snubbed. i don't know who they are
1: <laughs> these were the people I who were in the movies that were snubbed it was like so Elsie L- Fisher starred in eighth grade. My second favorite movie of the year snubbed. Stephen James was the lead, was the um, male lead in probably supporting the male lead in If Beale Street Could Talk. Snubbed. So all they yes. were missing in this was Ethan Hawke and Tony Collette, and we get of all the movies that should have been nominated and weren't. Uh, you know, I was
0: I didn't know their names, and <laughs> where did I where did I get Laquan James?
1: I do not know. It's just, it's
0: you know what Steph happens James, a lot is right? um, I wear wrist braces when I type. And so if I'm on my MacBook, <laughs> they made the trackpad bigger. Yeah. And so now the pads of my thumbs overlap and my uh, the metal in my um, wrist uh-huh. brace like activates the pad. And so if I overlap it, I'm constantly moving my cursor around while I'm typing. So as I'm taking right. notes, I'm suddenly... I'm, my, I'm suddenly typing on a line eight lines up, and so things <laughs> appear on the wrong line all the time. So that might be... Why I, might be that that happened. <laughs> I have no idea. I, no I did idea. write down Ellie Fisher and not Elsie Fisher. I'm not a very good typist either. Uh,
1: yeah, I met Elsie Fisher actually a long time ago. She was the voice of uh, the littlest girl in Despicable Me. And we did a voiceover shoot with her for promoting that movie, and uh, I met her when she was like 5 or 6 years old. Nuts. And I thought she should have been nominated best actress. I really do.
0: I and I, and it's,
1: it's great. I wanted to. It's uh wonderful. I can't I can't praise enough. And as much as Hereditary frustrated me in the end, uh, I don't think Toni Collette's performance should ever have been overlooked. And Ethan Hawke. I never saw Hereditary either. Hereditary might drive you nuts. Let's not get into it. All right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, best costume design, right? They, oh, no. Best makeup and hairstyling they, they did. So uh, who did you think should win? Well, Vice. I mean, I didn't see the other two movies. And who we think would win? Uh, Vice. And who won? Vice, yeah. of course.
0: Right. I mean, it's, There's it's not much to say. Not much to say there. There's a famous person. They made someone who doesn't look like him look just like him. Oscar.
1: Oscar. It was not a darkest hour situation uh, in that regard. Although, here's the thing. Steve Carell was good as Rumsfeld, but even with the makeup, I could not stop seeing him as Steve Carell, though.
0: Yeah, that, that is true.
1: Right. I could not stop. And Steve Carell has disappeared in other stuff before, and I thought he was really great. And he was good in this, but I could not stop seeing him as Steve Carell and not Donald Rumsfeld. It was hard. He was not bad, but yeah, he couldn't. Right. He couldn't disappear. Yeah. And I don't know what that, what that was about, but whatever. Which is fine. Like that shouldn't be an expectation. Right. No. What? I didn't think I was actually watching Donald Rumsfeld.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. We
1: don't. That's that's not like
0: you know. That's not something you go to the movie saying. I oh Steve Carell's in it. I hope I never see him. <laughs> exactly. You know? It's like oh that's Steve not Carell's how in it. Generally work.
1: Right. Right. Um, then uh, the snubettes uh, went to uh, again. Uh, intro best costume design.
0: No, that was Brian Terry Henry and henry melissa mccarthy
1: and melissa mccarthy so the bit what'd you think it was great it's fantastic yeah uh i thought it could have led to m- something more but i did like the hand puppet and i like mr mccarthy's commitment as always is both of their commitments
0: yeah t- was this impeccable. is the dress
1: covered in rabbits and right
0: for those who aren't listening to this three
1: days after but and the hodgepodge of whatever brian henry was wearing <laughs> It was yeah. like it was like a mishmash of all the other movies, I think. Um yeah, so great. And then got and uh so the award uh went to Black Panther, which marks the first ever Oscar for Marvel. They have not gotten one yet.
0: Marvel Studios. Marvel or, Studios or any
1: I guess any Marvel property probably. Well, Marvel well uh yeah, I think so. Probably. Definitely first ever, uh, yeah, nom- uh, win for a Marvel Studios movie for sure. I haven't checked well, the other nice. ones. Um, so and like, well deserved. I mean, and, I thought it yes. was clearly had to win. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And the uh, I did think about you during it because, but it's not the costumes problem. But I did think of you saying, "Yeah, the end of the movie is just the hero fighting a doppelganger of himself." <laughs> And I and I and so I thought of you doing that win. That's a writing problem. Yeah, it's a writing problem. But uh, Ruthie Carter making history as the first black woman to win Best Costume Design. Give it up. It's nice. Ooh. But yeah, well deserved. Uh, first person to uh, wear a chain
0: draped over their nose while receiving an Oscar. That's a look <laughs> I've never seen before. It looked oh, yeah. pretty
1: cool. It did. Look, I've seen it before. Look less cool. But that. <laughs> but that looked pretty cool um also uh the next award going to best production design i'd figured roma was going to sweep it but i thought black panther should win i didn't expect it to win and it won and also not only that but it's it opened up the most emotional speech read off a phone i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) um do you want to
0: say anything about the other nominees in these categories
1: Oh, let me take a look. Sorry. You know, rearrange this. Uh, Production design. Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man, uh, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. That's a tough category. I haven't seen uh, First Man or Mary Poppins Returns. But between the three I did see, uh, The Favorite's pretty hard to beat. But Black Panther, um, the world they realized was truly uh something something to behold. So uh
0: I frankly thought it was um other than the conception of uh Killmonger, I thought the production design was the best thing about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not I mean not to slight other parts of the movie. I just thought the
1: production design yeah. was it's stellar. fantastic. Yeah. It was it,
0: it uh, popped off of the screen. Exactly. The first time you see Wakanda? the uh the Wakandan skyline is like, yeah,
1: exactly. Everything. It's, it's, it was one of the few CG shots that held wonder and you don't see that anymore.
0: Right? Yeah, it's true.
1: Hannah Beachler uh, made history with, as the first African-American to win a, a best production design, not, not as just African-American woman, just African-American period. And um, despite reading her speech off a phone I found it very affecting Uh, (laughs) I was really I was really moved by her By her speech and her emotion And um, uh, Quick note Actually um, All the Black Panther winners Heap praise on their director Ryan Coogler The writer-director And talk to him Indicating that he is in the room so, why did the telecast never once cut to a shot of him did you see- did I miss something? uh no, I think you're right. They I never that did. Was, they were that was weird. It really bothered me. I'm like, what's going on? Is he wearing something that they don't want people to see or 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 is he like what's why are they not cutting to him? Everybody else they reference you know you can just feel the cameraman running to find the person that they're supposed to be shooting and never they had ample time and like three whole speeches and they never did it it really upset me (laughs) i don't know if there's a story there or not yeah i did a quick search online i didn't see anything maybe um
0: i don't have a good uh maybe he was like really nervous like lots of flop sweat (laughs) kept falling out of his seat
1: Uh, he seems like a pretty cool
0: customer really i i don't know much (laughs) about him
1: sliding out of his seat from flop sweat (laughs) <laughs> it's like I'm a slot <laughs> but yeah, it was really weird.
0: I, uh, I was I. Th- this was my pick. Black Panther was my pick for both production design and costumes. Yeah. Um, I, the only other one of the well, no, I mean the favorite had great. Yeah. Production design and costumes. It was really good in both. Um, and Roma, the production design. I mean, it just you know, I guess it's just like creating the feeling of authenticity and, um, but also just like beautifully composed shots where the interior spaces are so like, they become just a space you become very familiar with. And so Mm -hmm. when, when they're changed, it's like sort of emotionally shocking, um, uh, in an appropriate way. But the, but the, the, the architecture and the designs and black panther and the costumes it was like another character i mean it was
1: well it was designed from uh, ground up for sure it wasn't just selected it was all out of i
0: mean there were it was the well the costumes especially were like taking from different you know different things i've seen in museums (laughs) were (laughs) um uh, um all there and so that was that was cool like uh the, the neck rings on uh, an a koye, and you know, all sorts of stuff. So it was really great. I was glad Black Panther won those.
1: Yeah, me too. And, the, and, and you know what? Not only so, two uh, Oscars in a row for uh, historical wins in both categories, and two Marvel wins its first two Oscars one after the other. It was a, a little condensed. I don't know. It was cool. It still bothered me. Like, Why didn't two. They get- Dueling Black Panthers. <laughs> With gold, you know, it's funny. I, saw, I, I Googled something to make sure I was right about it, and I brought up this thing that said Black Panther uh, first Oscars for Marvel, and it was an Oscar-related thing on Black Panther, and it said, but can it win the gold? And they, the picture they showed was of Killmonger's Black Panther suit. I'm like, did they choose that just because of the gold necklace? And they realize that's not Black Panther. Well, I, I guess he was assuming the mantle. And Bla- uh, never mind, Black Panther's a construct. <laughs> it's like the Phantom, right? Exactly. Whoops. Yeah. All right. After that, was it? No, I, I lost track of a couple of these because in the Bohemian Rhapsody wins. So, was the next one cinematography?
0: Yes, Tyler Perry introducing cinematography.
1: But yeah, so of these, of these, these were the nominees for cinematography. It was Cold War, which I really wanted to see, so I could have an opinion on that. It looks beautiful. Uh, the favorite, Never Look Away, which I believe is from Germany. Is that right? Uh, Roma and A Star Is Born. So, Stars Born being the only American film in there.
0: What was your pick? My pick was Roma. Uh,
1: for some reason, I. <laughs> I was leaning toward Cold War sight unseen for some reason that was pretty dumb <laughs> uh, I love the favorite though I, I mean the the, the, the cinematography in the favorites really good it is, it uh, is. And for, and, uh, and, not and, a style that I'm a generally
0: a big fan of I guess I don't even know how to describe it the kind of uh, does do the does the use of fisheye lens count as cinematography oh I forgot about is that, that. A, yeah. Is it a director's choice?
1: I don't I don't
0: generally consider that cinematography, but maybe it is. I don't <laughs> Well, it
1: technically it's a lens on a camera, so yeah, it technically does.
0: But, but it's, it's, a... it's probably something that was in the storyboard. I mean, it seemed like the Right.
1: But why? Yeah, the fisheye lens I don't know. Again, it immediately makes me think of the camera.
0: The fisheye lens is really I mean, I guess there was a lot in that movie that's like Distraction, st- strategic distraction. I guess that happened a lot.
1: Like the modern day that dancing was a, and the dance. Uh... Yeah, yeah,
0: and you know the, um, the uh, you know, a little holding your nutsack sack, uh, dancing, um, <laughs> yes. with the fruit. Um, uh, but the and I liked all those choices. The fisheye lenses was not a choice. I was behind it
1: all. Right. Um, but I mean, I couldn't deny that Roma was gorgeous. But here's the reason why I was hesitant, and this is a snobby thing I think, and it was because um, I was reading this uh, article how they said like nothing was predictable, because usually you can, for Oscar predictions, you can look around and see what all the other people are voting are winning awards for, uh, but this one every single award thing preceding the Oscars, they'd given it something different. So all the actors award all the, the Screen Actors Guild chose something. The uh, the the producers chose another. The directors chose another. The editors chose another. The cinematographers chose Cold War, and um, then uh, uh, Roma wins for cinematography. And the director, well, he is a cinematographer. That's that's not not trying to say that, but he's primarily the director. He wasn't in the. So it was like, interesting to be like to see like, like oh, it's going to someone who wasn't traditionally a cinematographer. But he did do the cinematography, so I can't really say that. There was kind if of a. He like, did the work. He did if the he work. He did the right? work. He did the work. So I'm not, I shouldn't have that in there because it is gorgeous. Does I mean, so, Bradley Cooper not get good lead actor point because he was director or not get director because he's an actor? Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Costner, give your thing back. So yeah, dumb, dumb reason to feel that way. But it was hard to shake. Weird. Weirdly, it's like I want to stand by my cameraman, peeps. You know. But uh, so yeah. So but yeah. If we haven't said it before, Roma took it. And, um, uh, what did, oh, that was the first star is born. Star is born is gorgeously shot. It really is. Um, it really is. As, that was my second choice. Yeah. Not
0: having seen, uh, the other foreign ones.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was really something
0: else. Not because they were foreign necessarily. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. Um, that was the first win for Roma, correct? Yes. That was Roman's first win. Right. First win of the evening. Hint. Then uh uh Khaleesi the, comes out. Khaleesi, that's
0: right. Amelia Clark uh sporting her heavy eyebrows, you know, and yeah. she's got her uh platinum blonde wig or silvery gold uh wig on. I don't notice uh how heavy her eyebrows are, but I, I, I dig well I I've uh I gotta say. I love uh, a handsome, thick eyebrow and a lady. Me, me too,
1: me too. And I, I can't stand like, the uh, drawn-on ones. I can't, and the pencil-thin ones, I don't like it. You need a good eyebrow. So I'll be happy if,
0: um, if well, you know, I think Lady Gaga is and the Star Is Born are going to make uh, women with strong noses like a new Woo-hoo. fashionable thing. Which I'm a fan of a woman with a strong nose. <laughs> And now, you know what that uh, means? uh, and Khaleesi, <laughs> you know, with her big eyebrows, I'm like, okay, the next thing, maybe the next thing after the, the big nose ladies uh-huh. will be that the thick eyebrow ladies, which thick I'm not, to, and anyone who thinks I'm making a joke, I'm totally not.
1: Right. Uh, I, I think eyebrows to me are one of the most important things on a face. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the movie Rashomon, but in a, the movie's kind of hard for me to watch. Because the style they do in Rashomon was like they shave the eyebrow and then they draw those little squares on in the middle of the forehead. Yeah. That just freaks right, me the right. fuck out. <laughs> I'm so freaked out by that. It looks so... Because like so... you expect a, like a door to open and a cocoo to right. pop out. <laughs> Two. On either side. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like, like me, it's my brows. So Khaleesi
0: introduces um, I'll Fight, which is the generic uh, power anthem, which somebody, I guess, said, hey, it's a generic power anthem in a movie that you should like because it's about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So nominated for an Oscar. I don't like this. I don't care for this song at all. I think it's completely a complete throwaway.
1: Either Jennifer Hudson wasn't even into it or... It's just not anything you can put much into because, yeah, it was a flat performance of a flat song. To uh,
0: borrow a phrase from J.D. Riznar, that's garbage music. <laughs> uh, I just feels, felt like it came out of a can. Right. Just buy it off the generic shelf.
1: So then Serena Williams walks out. And what is she introducing again? stina
0: williams with her mighty shoulders and i gotta yeah. say after the uh the strong noses and the strong <laughs> eyebrows the big strong shoulders, shoulders i hope are the next fashionable attribute uh all three attributes possessed by the lovely seymour lamar by
1: C'mon, the way that's exactly right. i i knew heck she she checks all the box takes all the boxes doesn't she Um she's taking fellas and ladies. <laughs> um, so this part was it was it was when she came out that I started thinking started thinking my theory about why is Hollywood try to distance itself from movies? <laughs> um but something really cool happened. dex walks my son walks in, and uh he he sits down next to me, and uh he hears her say. Something along the lines of, you know, people out there might be dreaming to be an actor or a tennis player. And then my son turns to me and says, my dream is to be a basketball player. And I go, really? I didn't know that. And he goes, and it came true. I'm a basketball player. (laughs) And I was like, good point. You, you keep that. He's in his third season of basketball right now. And I'm just like, you, you keep that attitude. Because I am plagued with that. Am I really a writer? Am I really a, like I, I can't? They're gonna know I'm a phony. And uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a basketball player. I, my dream came true. <laughs> Life. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so proud. <laughs> and she was introducing uh, what?
0: The uh, stars born clips. Oh, the stars born yeah that uh which weren't very well selected clips and it was too yeah. short like if this was an idea if this was to give you an idea of the movie if you didn't already have one it um i didn't think any of these montages were mm. were were doing the work of saying here's what this movie is yeah. right
1: one of them was a straight up trailer i think i think uh, green books was its trailer it was exactly well, that's, the same that's probably a better choice,
0: right? So, anyway, I mean, who is this? Who is this segment for?
1: Right. It's the people who haven't seen the trailer or the movie? <laughs> I guess, or just right. needed a
0: reminder about what what it was. You know, this is. Have yeah. I
1: seen that? Okay. After that, did it uh, was that James McAvoy and Dene yeah, Koye, who I didn't Ooh. recognize as a Koye until after I didn't the show. I did I was so Seymour upset with to, myself. Seymour had to tell
0: me, "I'm like, oh, I've never seen her with hair."
1: Yeah, she's gorgeous. I mean, she's gorgeous otherwise, but you know, I totally didn't recognize. And she had, by the way, to me the funniest delivery of a line all night. The second was that? Uh, category they had, it came back to them, and works because exp- the first. The first round of banter between James McAvoy and Herc was felt like something was off or something wasn't working or we missed something. And then it comes back to them for the next award. And Denai just goes, and now it's time for the next award. <laughs> 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 and the way she said it was so great. I'm just like, why waste our time? <laughs> <laughs> I, was I like, guess Julia uh, Roberts was taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah,. Well, I wasn't because I didn't know that was her. So the, uh, the, were these both these are both sound the sound mixing and sound editing, right? The ones that they introduced? Yes. First sound editing. So sound editing and those those uh, were Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Quiet Place, and Roma. This is a Quiet Places only nomination, and that movie got so much attention in the first part of the year, and then it just kind of went away. It deserves more attention. It's really great.
0: I well, have a differing opinion. Right.
1: <laughs> well, I look. I go ahead. No, I look at it as a parable for. A straight, I'm able to get over some of some logic leaps. Uh, just looking at it as a parable for w- what it is to be, a par- I mean, like this is a parent's life from the moment they're born, it's feels like this <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was on board with it the whole way. So also somehow my co- my, uh, my, I did somehow my disc had been, uh, preset on my thing or whatever, didn't play any subtitles. So I had no subtitles the first time I watched it. And I was okay. like, wow, this is, and there was only one scene where about a little bit into it, where he's trying to give her the new hearing aid. And I go, "Hmm, they're really going for a while with this. That's, and it's not as clear. Are there supposed to be subtitles on this? So I went and I checked I went and went changed it up and there were there. And I was like, oh no, but I, I watched it. I watched it multiple times, both ways. With no subtitles and with the subtitles. And honestly, I think without subtitles, it's just as good, if not better. It's pretty, I think well, two scenes really needs them. But after that, you don't need it. And I knew enough sign language to kind of know what they were saying without, you know, only when they really got in depth that I was lost. But I knew enough to kind of understand what they were saying most of the time. But you're, oh, sorry, so... Well, you're you're in a differing opinion. I mean,
0: you know, like the movie asks a question very early on, which is it doesn't. The movie never asked the question, but I sure had the question: <laughs> Where
1: the fuck are they getting electricity? Oh, didn't they? Wait, they no, they said that they had like a because they don't have a generator, because that would make too much no, noise. No, because that would make noise.
0: I didn't see any solar panels. But they got all, all oh. the electricity they need. Apparently, they got they got electricity to spare. I'm
1: trying to remember. I I feel like that question. was Someone's generating for me. that
0: electricity. Whatever that source is, it must be defended, because <laughs> it still keeps happening. But they can't reach anybody on their radio. But they don't go like find where the electricity is coming from. You know, like the whole the whole. The whole um, movie is built around this premise that, well, we're going to try to live as comfortably as possible at the end of the world and be a, a happy family unit. And we can't be comfortable unless we have electricity. So we're just going to have all the electricity we need. Where's it coming from? We're never going to wonder or go
1: to. I never even t- I never even had those questions because I, I feel like they were answered.
0: Uh, so if it was answered, answer. I'm.
1: I missed it. I if think it was you've a seen thing, it, it was a...
0: multiple times uh, and you don't know, then that makes me uh, I don't, yeah, wonder I can't, if it's I there.
1: Can't, uh, I can't speak to it. Also, when you build
0: stairs, who hammers the nail upward? <laughs> and how does is... – And true. then, you know, like I've stepped on a nail. The survival of my family is paramount. I'm not going to do shit about that nail.
1: Yeah, that that was bothersome. Like
0: the nail's still fucking sticking up out of the stair. Yeah,
1: I kept waiting for it to. You got to do been. something
0: about that. Like you know, just like the steps that you would the 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 obvious logical next step you would take for survival they kept not taking it and like it's not even like a point of tension in the film that they're not doing it. It's just <laughs> neglected and overlooked.
1: Yeah, there were there like a couple I'm, of I'm things like, like that, I'm not, but it it did for some reason the, the logic holes didn't bother me as much. As it did you, I guess. Our
0: friend our friend Levi uh expressed it very well is that um is that there's there's something that's appealing to about uh, apocalyptic fantasies because it's um it's like self-reassuring that I could make it work.
1: Right. Oh right. You know, yeah. it's
0: a fantasy right. that I could make it if the world ended, I could figure out how to survive. Right, right. Um, and it's there's something ego stroking about that. And I thought, <laughs> I thought that movie. That's all it was.
1: Uh, oh, I didn't get that. I thought, uh, I, 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 I thought they were try- It was like I thought it was kind of a a, 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 a miserable, a, a, a trying to make a normal life in a miserable world. And the, and the fact that, uh, uh, she, that the, the dot da- that they had the experience of um, uh, living of, uh, you know, the, as a family learning how to uh, communicate with their deaf child has given them an extra edge. Like what was seen as a disability is actually a plus. Like they gave them a special training to actually have a better edge on how to survive and communicate within this otherwise miserable and like horrifying world. Uh so yeah, there it was one of the it was one of the to me it was one of the few uh post-apocalyptic it was one of the few post-apocalyptic movies that didn't feel like a wish fulfillment fantasy. You know, or like one that was like uh like you said, like ego stroking to be like I can make this work. It was like no, this this was something that was like it, it, They're gonna have a fucking baby when you can't
0: talk. You can't even whisper. Right. Oh but, well, there's no problem. We're gonna put it in a box.
1: <laughs> well, that was just. So we don't have to. Sad. Well, it's it's. You know what? Also, that reminded me of. There's a um uh an article. There's an article written about um in in Italy or maybe it was Sicily. I can't remember.
0: And it's a happy box because I've made I've crafted little dolls to hang over the box i'm gonna put my, my the coffin i'm gonna put my well, live if baby in. if
1: you're gonna put your baby in a coffin to keep it alive wouldn't you want to try to make it not so miserable you want to be like like I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mince words here this is gonna suck <laughs> baby we have to in order for you to survive we got to put you in this box and not touch you i thought it was heartbreaking how'd they get in their food they can't pick any of that corn <laughs> Who's planting that corn? Shuck they are. Very quietly.
0: You can't pick it. You can't you can't shuck it. Not with
1: a harvester. They have to go out and do it by hand. Have
0: you ever picked corn? I have, I
1: grew corn in my backyard.
0: It snaps off. (laughs) How are they gonna cook it? You can't eat raw corn. Uh this, their life was too fucking comfortable for to be in such an impossible as you say miserable situation they sure were enjoying their board games in their misery So, so but but look but look at this the, and their the, arts and
1: crafts This is what I love about the script is because the dad is uh, is trying so desperately to protect his family to find a way to figure out to figure figure everything out, but his his solutions have all been around, um, staying unheard, not staying staying out of confrontation with these things, right? Everything is designed around to keep them let's keep them put away, keep them safe, keep them whatever, and he's and uh uh, but it's not working. It's unsustainable, right? Now, if it wasn't for his efforts, they wouldn't have figured out how they could kill these beasts that, honestly, if they're not eating the people, then what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, why, why, why are, they, are they just cranky monsters? You know, whatever. What do right. they eat? You know, uh,
0: what, so- right. if they have to go like two years between getting to eat anything, why are they still around? Right. Why are, are they still in sprinting distance?
1: <laughs> were they, were, are they, are they, but then again, it's like, are they bio machines that were sent here as scouts? Are they not even like the alien populace? They don't know. So I, I, you know, I, I felt like that was open enough for it, for interpretation to not be illogical, but the, um, the, uh, uh, but if it wasn't for his efforts in trying to figure out how they work and how they operate and, and, and to get her daughter another a, 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 a better way to be able to keep herself safe by hearing they wouldn't have figured out how to fit fence. But if the dad had kept going, you know, he, his only real moves were hide away, be silent and uh, sacrifice and self-sacrifice. Uh, and it isn't until the, the women step up and actually att- like my colleague uh, at work. Hi Hagen he, he was very frustrated With this movie too We had a lot of battles Like this back and forth When it came out And he just couldn't He goes Why did they never Try to kill one I don't understand And I go Well we don't know Maybe they did And they couldn't Or maybe they could never They, they, they moved too fast They couldn't Figure out any weaknesses Before they got killed And they don't And, and where's that da- Then that data is lost Unless somebody sees it So you know Don't know uh, That's not what This story is about and so uh but when they finally figure out how to kill one um then they then our badass mom and daughter now have the ability to go on the offensive so it was it's 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 a meditation on parenting mixed with is protection in a way this might be you could read this as a um a kind of Michael Bayian influence on John John Krasinski is seeing like don't hide away and be self and be defensive, go on the offensive, right? But I like to look at it, try to look at it more like it's through the defense that they found an offense. And yeah.
0: uh, no, the, those yeah. thematic elements are all there, and uh, and they're good. Like, but the, you just can't. I mean,
1: the electricity. I mean, it's. In the nail. It's pretty much the relationship
0: between the father and the daughter. It's right. like that's the that's the heart of the movie, but then you have all this business where, uh, let's go camping at the waterfall where we should stay all the time. <laughs> that was true. <laughs> it's like, Why don't we live at the waterfall, Dad? It's safe here. Well,
1: the other thing with that is like, you uh, don't you can't build a house because there's not a house there were a house there they might be able to I was like I had the same question and I thought oh but they can't build one it makes too much noise but I guess See, if fucking well, corn makes too much noise <laughs> if you if, if your survival
0: depended on it you would leave the comfort of your home for the safety of a tent <laughs> if it meant the difference between dying and living uh, and that's where that movie fucking loses me okay yeah,
1: that makes sense. That's because they're more concerned.
0: That movie is more concerned with showing how they have made a comfortable life in their home in this impossible situation and then in how would you actually try to survive in this situation.
1: Uh, I just, I still you take uh, uh, take uh, an argument against the fact that I, I, I find it anything but comfortable. They're trying to make some semblance of normalcy, but I don't find it comfortable at all.
0: I would live by the waterfall. (laughs) Fuck normalcy. World ain't normal. World ain't normal. Exactly. Go have your crying baby at the waterfall (laughs) at the very least until it grows up enough to learn to stay quiet.
1: True. Yeah, you got to make a good point.
0: All right. Or so... just write these things out of the movie that are huge distractions <laughs> so that your themes uh, uh But resonate. how was it sound editing? Uh, I guess it was fine. I watched it on a like... plane, so I couldn't really oh, say Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Not much to say there. Uh, but the winner of it took home was Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Which I
0: think... So every award for Bohemian Rhapsody... I assume, is just for the live-aid sequence.
1: <laughs> Which right? I was just like, they're going to show this whole thing, right? Normally, I would like to see things just play out, but I'm like, oh, this movie's over. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but I guess you're right. It's probably just, yeah, all the sa- all the awards are just for the live-aid sequence.
0: I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is a movie that's not very good with a dynamite set piece at the end, yeah. right? Um, that I was already too exhausted to actually watch. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I I watched it a second time. Um, uh, I thought that part was great, but I mean, I I guess the sound editing was for the way they blended Rami Malik's voice with Freddie Mercury's voice. Yeah, because he is doing apparently he is doing some singing on set. He's also lip syncing, but like the. The heads uh, and tails are him, and then they blended in, and then they had to like manipulate the timing, uh, because uh, he wasn't directly in sync, and so they had to manipulate uh, the the Freddie Mercury track to sync it up to his lips. I I guess that's what they're rewarding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we never really know what what the sound mixing and editing, what their criteria is. Yeah, we've had that discussion before where it's like, yeah, it's like it's not it's it's, it's beyond us, really. Ours not the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> now, sound
0: mixing. Um, I understand there are people upset that A Star Is Born uh, didn't win sound mixing. I had trouble. You know, I, I talked the same thing last year. I had trouble with some of the dialogue. Yeah, I, I couldn't hear they, a lot uh, of the dialogue. But maybe that was intentional. A lot of it was Bradley Cooper's drunken Sam Elliott impression. But
1: then when he and Sam Elliott are talking together, like with their lips right up against each other's ears off camera, going like I can't hear a word. Yeah. (laughs) And this all seems pretty important.
0: (laughs) Yeah. At first, I thought it was um, he was doing a Chris Christopherson impression. Yeah. But then Seymour points out when he says he stole Sam Elliott's voice, he meant his speaking voice.
1: Right. That
0: is, that is creative voice.
1: I I saw Cooper on uh on uh, uh Colbert and he was saying he yeah when he cast Sam Elliott, he immediately went to him and tried to get his voice like how to get it done. He worked with vocal coaches to try to relax that thing. So when 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 the Oscars came up and they said they said can you perform he's like oh no I'm, that's gone that Jackson the ability to do Jackson Maine is gone because I've not been doing six months of vocal warmups but oh, wow. a vocal he's gone so he goes so I'm terrified he goes I'm terrified because I I need to do uh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm just gonna have to do it as me I can't imagine what he went through to become Rocket. <laughs> Well, he's hanging <laughs> he's out like by the garbage out cans. garbage cans <laughs> every night. You talk like that too, if you exist. Why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, well, well, my, my he, current he, cold he stopped, is, is giving me. A he
0: stopped guy shitting guy. up his voice, and now it's nice again.
1: <laughs> oh boy! So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody wins twice. Uh, I noticed that uh, nobody's thanking Brian Singer. That's for sure. <laughs> 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 thank God they have queen to thank. Otherwise it. Have... <laughs> Just say, Hey, you did a good, you did a good
0: job too. Uh, uh, I made a note, uh, for sound editing. It was the first time all night that it was all white guys winning an Oscar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. See last oh, year. Nice to see them spreading it around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the minorities are up. Great. They win something. No, like, um, uh, Like last year, it was all, the theme was diversity and how, you know, the Oscar's so white becoming everything. And then everyone's, every person gets up and talks about diversity and then everybody who wins an award is white. And then this year, um, everyone's talking about, we need to love and support everyone. And now we have the, and then we see a much more diverse, although it kind of felt like throughout the whole ceremony, throughout the whole ceremony, it felt like, it felt like every movie was sweeping at a particular time. It was like, oh, Black Panther's winning all the awards. Oh, Black Rhapsody's winning every award. Roma's getting everything. Like it, for some reason, they kept having it, 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 they spread it around. But it did feel for a while that like each movie was sweeping, <laughs> which I guess is good. That's really what you should have. Unless it's Bohemian Rhapsody, which isn't really that good, <laughs> um, and that's not to say that there wasn't good work in it. I mean, well, I'll do that. coming up
0: next: best foreign language film, best supporting actor, and a montage of coughs and sneezes on you awarded it wrong the 2019 Oscars.